is up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles. You're listening to Lyles Movie Files. Got an interesting show tonight because we've got a bunch of changes going on in the world of Hollywood and on the small screen for some of your favorite shows. So let's talk about them with the fellas. What's up, little brother? What's up, bro? How are you? Cooling. How about you? Good right now. Good deal. Chief, what's up with you? Oh, everything is good, man. All right, let's start off with the big news of the day. Disney announced what we all expected. No, that Black Widow is not coming to Disney Plus, but that the film has moved from its second or third release date of November 6th to May 7th, 2021. That's going to mean that Marvel Studios is not going to have a film come out for the first time since 2009 after the gap from... Uh, uh, Iron Man and the Incredible Hulk till Iron Man 2, which is kind of wild when you think about it, how they've been that consistent for so long. But um, with the state of movies and movie theaters the way they were, it uh, didn't seem like it was going to be a sale or whether they were going to get that across. I am kind of hoping or I'm disappointed that there was no Disney Plus premium option for this one. But I know they have big hopes for Black Widow, and this is kind of an inevitable. Fellas, what do you think about this? You disappointed that we're not going to see a Marvel film in 2020? Well, um, I'm not disappointed. Because it, it's funny, because I, I think Disney, well, Marvel, arm of Disney, took the, we don't want to make our, our second, our, our, our real, like, first, in the franchise in the MCU franchise, Black Widow, her only standalone movie, which she should have gotten years ago. We want that to be a big success. And we don't want it to kind of we've already probably got as many people as we could get extra on the premium side. So we probably just is like we probably they just probably knew they couldn't make up the numbers to make and that I mean that should be like a three hundred to four hundred million dollar movie. And I don't think they could have made that up on Disney Plus with the premium option. So I think it's a good. I think it's the best option they have, and it still gives us a little bit of time from home. Um, what is it? Far from home. So we're still just kind of we we get to watch those movies for a while until it's ready to come out. Good deal, Chief. What do you think? I guess everything can't go on Disney Plus. You know what I mean? Because um, I tell you what, if this thing ever clears up and we're ever go we're able uh, ever able to go back to movies again, it's going to be one hell of a movie season, won't it? <laughs> I mean, every movie you've ever wanted to see, every every movie from 2020, uh, you know, dropping into theaters around the same time is going to be glorious. In all honesty, is one of those ones I could probably wait for. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm not, I, I'm not a geek to see it like Wonder Woman. Um, I'm, you know, I'm, you know, I want to see it, but I'm not. It's not one of those ones that I'm like ah, super disappointed that it's not. Uh, going to be in, uh, you know, it's going to be on Disney Plus. So, yeah, I think it's that situation where, because Far From Home kind of wrapped up the Phase Three films, kind of like putting a bow on everything that happened with Infinity War and Endgame. We're in a okay. Whenever what comes next comes, that'll be cool. But it's not like we're in the middle of of like a civil war deal where it's like, oh man, what's going to happen with the Avengers split? Mm-hmm. Everything's kind of in a holding pattern anyway with the story, and it's going to be the start of a new one. 
And with Black Widow being dead, it's not the same impact as, I don't know, like any other character whose adventures we know will continue beyond this movie. Yeah, but it, it, it's funny because, like, if it was during the gap between Endgame, I mean, uh, Infinity Wars and Endgame, I think we'd be much more like, yeah, we really need to see this movie now just because we don't know what is going to happen. I mean, mm-hmm. she, I mean, who she messed with now that half her team's gone. But now it's just like, she's dead. It's an epilogue. That's cool, but we don't, it doesn't affect anything going forward. Right. Well, it does affect some things going forward because this changes up the release slate for all of Marvel's Phase 4 films, some of which, which were set for 2021. The Eternals was set to go on... It was originally set to come out in November of this year. Now it's moving from February 12th, 21. That was the, you know, updated release. Now it's moving down to November 5th, 2021. And it's funny because Hasbro has already started making figures for Eternal, for the Eternals. And the Salma Hayek figure was was shown. I don't know how widespread released it is, but we know what that figure looks like and what her character is going to look like. And Hasbro already kind of got burned because they released the Black Widow figures, you know, from the movie. And with no movie, they're kind of sitting on shelves because people were like, oh, I don't know if I like this character or not. Um, so, yeah. Um, so that's kind of interesting to see what they're going to do with all their movie figures. But anyway. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, which features the debut of the real Mandarin, is now going from May 7, 21 to July 9, 2021. So we're going to see a lot of Marvel films next year. There was Marvel had something set for July 9, 2021, but now that's off the calendar and we don't know when that's going to show up. We don't know what's going to happen. But one thing that we do know for sure, uh, the Marvel confirmed via the Emmys, is WandaVision is coming out this year. And there was a wacky and weird trailer for it during the Emmys, which saw both Wanda and the Vision in their old school comic book looks. I still contend that if they had their crack costume design staff working on them, they can make those comic book looks just as cool as they do their movie outfits. But you saw that trailer. What you guys think about it, Jace? It looks wacky. Uh, and unlike, uh, what is that, Doom Patrol, which I still maintain I probably won't, I will not watch the second season, I'm going to eat up every episode of WandaVision when it comes out. It looks, it, I mean, because, A, I'm invested in that story, and the fact it's like, wait, what does happen to Vision? Like, I don't, we don't know. I mean, and I have no intention of looking at spoilers or anything. I'm just like, hey, whenever y'all want to release that, if it's like a weekly episode, I'm I'm down. So, I mean, it, it's a good, it's my my kind of weird. I think it's supposed to come out like The Mandalorian, a new episode every week, and I think it may show up in December. So, it may start in December and actually wrap up in 2021. So we'll see. But at least we know we will have one Marvel Cinematic universe story or series coming out this year have they, and now have they said when uh winter soldier and falcon is coming out is that the like falcon and winter soldier get that order right yeah no no news on when it's coming out 
the assumption is they're still shooting, so it's not going to be out till probably spring 2021. Okay. I guess maybe the move is to do it before Black Widow, so we can kind of get excited about that. So I don't know if maybe they want to add a character that's in Black Widow that we'll see in Black Widow, so we have some familiarity with them or some interest in it. I don't know. I mean, they could cameo like they did. I mean, at the end of Ant Man, just to get you that last little bit of excitement. Ben Affleck is always in the news. You know, there's rumors now that HBO Max may be considering a Ben Affleck Batman series, but this week in the news made some headlines because it believes COVID is going to mean the theaters only play blockbusters in the future. Do you believe that thought? Because I kind of feel like the movie studios are really adhering to that right now. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This little chump movie, that can go on video on demand and now we can go here, but this big blockbuster, that has to go to theaters. Do you care about going to the movie theaters just for the blockbusters? Because I know you guys don't go to as many as I do. But will this change how you go to movies if it's just blockbusters there? Uh, I'm trying to think, do I actually go to movies that don't have armed blockbusters? Most of the time, it's the blockbusters are the ones that people are going to spoil and tell you some scenes really good. But if it's like, I don't know, a Mandy or something like that, something you just kind of, hey, I, I might want to check that out. You're more. I'm more willing to just pick that up when it comes out on home release, and then go from there. But it's like if it's like a like I said, like Avengers or something like that. I gotta go see that because you know. Oh, did you see? I mean, even what was it? Um, was it Man? I can't Man? believe they killed Quicksilver. Yeah, well, I'm just thinking about like uh, Batman versus Superman. Oh man, did you see Jonathan Kent's back? Damn, thanks. <laughs> you know why was he there? I mean. I don't have to deal with that from an indie movie that I know isn't widely seen from the masses. So, and if you, I mean, if you're a movie studio, you, you might, that's the equation you have to start making. It's like, if it doesn't cost us a hundred million dollars to make this movie, can we release it for home release, which, and make do a premium price in our streaming service. I'm thinking they're going to figure, I mean, they're using right now is that test case to see if that's the way to go. I mean, Hey, Netflix is still making money. So, yeah, you have to figure out what's best for your actors and, you know, to try and keep your bottom line good. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't leave room for, um, what about those hits that you didn't know was going to be a blockbuster until uh, they actually, uh, you know, got out there? Um, sometimes a blockbuster isn't a blockbuster until it hits the movie theater and people are like, yo, this is damn good. And then people flock to see it. You know what I mean? Um, so how do they, like, how do they determine what's going to be, the, you know what I mean? What's going to sell and what's not. I mean, we look at, I'm sure they thought the number for tenant was going to be hella high. <laughs> and, uh, you know what I mean? Okay. But it would have been if they actually released it when people go to the movies versus Christopher Nolan. It has to be now and in theaters. But that's my point. So, like, it obviously wasn't a blockbuster. I still haven't heard anybody talk about Tenet. Um, 
So, you know, I, I don't know if you can do that completely because sometimes a movie will creep up on you and people will start talking about it because it was good. You know what I mean? Um, like, for example, the first uh, Happy, was it Happy Death Day? Yep. Um, so the first one, I mean, the second one was, eh, the second one, the first one was, was excellent, though. And that was, to me, that was a creeper. I went to see it off the humble. And I was like, oh, this is a damn good movie. It's, a, it's like, a, you know, a, a death groundhog day. Um, but you, if you sent that straight to video, would it have done as much? Well, hey, if she's speak, speaking of that, have you seen the trailer for this film, uh, Freaky, starring Vince Vaughn? Where he plays a serial killer yes. who switches bodies with a high schooler. Yeah, I just saw that. Uh, I just saw the video for it uh, yesterday. How oh, excited uh-huh. are you to see this movie? Because I am very excited. It looks like it's going to be decent. Yep. Hmm. But is it going to be on video or in the theaters? That's the question. What would you What would you watch that movie on? Would you I'm watch it at home? The, I'm not going to the theaters. So. <laughs> If it's in the theaters, then damn it, it will not be viewed. You know, I'll just have to review the the, the read the review on Lyle's movie file because uh, I no, I think they're on, doing it on both, man. They're doing it on uh on video yeah, on well, demand too. And, well, if it's on video demand, I will check it out because it looks damn it looks damn decent. But yeah. it's, like I said, if, if you think I'm going in a theater to see that, mm, no. I mean, and 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 that's me saying that a movie looks decent. So. If it was in the theater, would people flock to see it? I think so. But would you call it a blockbuster? And that's my that's my point. Like, you know what I mean? I, I don't know if if you just release some blockbusters in the theater. Uh, I don't know. I think you would have to go. I think actually you're gonna have to go with a simultaneous release. To be honest, because you want you got the anti-maskers who want to go out and and basically, quote-unquote, live their lives, however they live them. And then you got people who are the maskers who are like, man, I'm not going into no crowded movie theater with a bunch of people and sitting for two hours with, you know, with some dude hacking behind me, coughing to death. Um, so it, it is what it is. So I think I think you don't have to blockbuster or not blockbuster. I mean, I think if Christopher Nolan had released Tenet in the movie theater and at home? Oh, yeah. I you think all numbers would have Right. Because the people who are going to the movie theaters are going to go regardless. So you already have that crowd that's going to the movie. They're going to the movie theaters. The people who aren't going aren't going regardless. So if you release it simultaneously, you'll still get that movie crowd. Because people are like, man, the hell with it, I'm going to the movies. And you'll still get that video crowd because people are like, the hell with it, I'm sitting home. Guys, this summer movie season has been ridiculous. We haven't been able to see any blockbusters, which means we haven't seen anything blow up in the theaters while our popcorn's flying in the air. Paramount Pictures does have us covered. This Friday, though, with the release of Rogue Warfare Death of a Nation, it's the final installment of the Rogue Warfare trilogy, and it brings back Will Young Lee, 
and Stephen Lang for this final installment as they team up once again to stop the Black Mass organization. This time, the organization is trying to unleash a deadly bomb and they've only got 36 hours to stop them. You can check it out on the Redbox On Demand app, so that means you can check it out on your smart TV or your favorite device. And there's one other way you can see it as well. Some of you lucky listeners will get a free digital copy from Lyle's Movie Files. All you've got to do is send an email to lylesmoviefiles at gmail.com to get a copy. Now this isn't some kiddie action film. This is rated R, so that means we're going to get some serious shoot 'em up mayhem and all kinds of fun explosions. So it's available now on Redbox On Demand if you're not one of those lucky winners. But check it out either way. And now back to the show. James Gunn announced today that on HBO Max, another reason to get the new streaming service, is he's going to be writing and directing a Peacemaker series starring John Cena. Peacemaker is going to be making his debut in Gunn's Suicide Squad film. So I guess maybe it stands to reason he's going to survive. If you're not familiar with Peacemaker, he is the model or inspiration for the Watchmen character, the comedian. He starts out in the comics as a pacifist diplomat who is committed to peace and uses non-lethal weapons. Eventually has a bit of a breakdown and learns that his father was a Nazi death camp commandant. There we go. I can say the word. And now he's starting to have these nightmares or trigger visions that his father is criticizing his every move so then he starts killing people and then he starts thinking that the ghosts of the people he killed are giving him advice in his helmet or offering him advice then he becomes a member of checkmate and eventually joins the suicide squad as well in the comic books he has a lot to explore in a series so this could be an interesting character, and John Cena looks like he is finally ready to peace out for good with the WWE with a TV series based off a comic book character. You guys interested in checking this out? Based on that premise, yeah. <laughs> that actually, I mean, like that sounds like there's a story behind somebody. It's like, oh, okay, I mean, you could, I could see you doing one seat. I mean, like you got a good first season. I am trying to be a pacifist, then. You know, he has his little starting break. Then, you know, second season starts exploring that a little more. Third season goes buck wild or something. I mean, that sounds like fun. I mean, like, I, I mean, like, I mean, I think, and the interesting thing is, like, I think John Cena could do a really good job in that, in, in something like that as a character. I mean, because it's like he always, his WWE performances, can read his lines well. I mean, he's con- convincing, and then he's actually got some size looking like, you know, he can throw, I mean, I mean, we've actually seen him do some crazy stuff in the ring, so him as a superhero actually was, is really uh, impressive. Supergirl is ending after this upcoming sixth season. Apparently, the ratings have been trending the opposite of Upward, and star Melissa Benoist is kind of ready to hang up her cape, do something else. She's pregnant right now. Maybe she wants to spend time with her child. Maybe she's just tired of wearing the suits or pantsuits of Supergirl. Are you guys upset about this loss to the CW-verse? Because this is the second one now. 
after Arrow. And do you think any other Arrowverse slash CWverse shows are next? Chief, I know you're going to be broken up about this the most. Here's the, you know, Supergirl has its ups and downs. I mean, when you look at it on six seasons, they really haven't done crap. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the show has really not got to a point where it's kind of settled into a, you know what I mean? Like the Flash has kind of settled into being what it is. Um, but at the same time, let me ask you this, man. So you've got your own show. And um, you sign up for a show, the star of the show. You've got, what, 200 people employed, at least employed because you are the star of that show? Do you, is it time to have a baby? I mean, it's always weirding me out, man, when an actor or actress quits a show to have a family. And, 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 and here's the, I'm not saying you can't have a family, but I'm saying like, if you took on that commitment, should it be for more than like five or six years? Like, shouldn't you plan, like, if you have a hit show, shouldn't you at least put, I'd say, listen, I'm going to take a side and put 10 years aside. If this show goes right. I well, I like think in this case, it's a deal where, the ratings haven't been great. And I think with the Superman and Lois show coming onto the network, Supergirl was always kind of a placeholder. Like, oh, now we can do a Superman show? Bet. Let's do a Superman show. And Supergirl is kind of a, you know, having Supergirl and Superman doesn't really mean a whole lot. It kind of dilutes the the S brand. And if you're going to choose between the two, Superman and Lois is a better bet than Supergirl, which has already seen its ratings go down. But I think it's kind of one of those jacked up things where a show with the woman lead has to have a, you know, it has issues because the star wants to have a family. Like a dude can be a star of a show, you know, and and have have a kid and he can go back to work like literally the next day because he's not doing anything. Um I think the way, I mean, Supergirl could have worked around her pregnancy because they've been, <coughs> excuse me, doing episodes where Alex and Martian Manhunter, Dreamer, and all 30 other supporting cast members have done things. So if they really wanted to, I don't think that would have been a real issue. I think more of it is just she's probably tired of the role, starting a family. She got married to Monel, Chris Wood. Um, few seasons back and i think she's kind of just like all right i've done my thing on this six seasons on the superhero show is pretty long i know we kind of look at uh, smallville is like well everybody should do 10 seasons but i mean only tom welling was there and chloe were there for the full 10 seasons right jace nah chloe left like she took she left left like basically like the 10 seasons she probably took like half of it off oh so yeah i feel like 10 is a long time. Seven, six is, is more than we can probably expect. I know Stephen Amell was like, I'm good. Let's wrap this thing, season six. And they begged and pleaded with him to come back for a seventh season. And 
he was on there for about half that because they were working so hard on that spinoff. And, you know, just based off of how that's gone, I'm wondering how much longer we've got with The Flash. I think, honestly, it's like once they get to 100 episodes, I, I mean, you're, I don't think any of any of the CW shows, like the Arrow shows, are going to get to 200 episodes. Uh, I mean, that's, I think that's laughable. Um, Flash could. Flash could, but I mean... His ratings are still good. What? Shout out, shout out to Supernatural, then. Oh, <laughs> no! Supernatural had their formula down, and I mean, like, I I literally just finished watching like season five. But I still just like that was phenomenal, and they still never. Ha- I mean, they've only had one bad season since that, and they're in season sixteen. Um, but these superhero shows, their formula is. I think theirs is more likely to just get older quick. I mean, they're doing. They're keep they they have the same stable of supporting cast that stays around way too long, and then they dilute the brand. Just I mean, as we say we we say about Flash and all of the I mean Arrowverse shows, the main character starts getting pushed out more and more as the seasons wear on, and it starts to get more and more noticeable. And so I'm I wouldn't be I I mean if Flash probably lasts another two seasons, I would be surprised. I mean, I think they would start probably pushing more Black Lightning and, like, you know, Superman and Lois. So, so, Jace, you think Flash is on his way out? I just, I just, I don't, I don't see any of them going. That's, that's all. And I just don't see them going to 10 season. I think they're better, like, if you have Legends, it's a, 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 a better show. You could kind of use some of those characters. And make their own TV shows, like use Legends as a starting ground, and then make them into a TV show. Um, but I don't. I mean, I just don't see it. Uh, but I mean, Supergirl did. I think Supergirl's problem was what we always complain about. It's like the writing just is not consistent enough, and it's, it's just like, hey, I want to. I like the character Supergirl, but the writing and everybody else just dilutes the thing so bad. They. I'm sure there were a lot of people who just fell off. Like, hey, I'll come for the crossovers, like nothing else. So, hmm. I was like, I think, I mean, I think obviously that decision saying, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm rather focused on my family because truth is, it's like it's, it's a limit. I mean, for like a, a woman is actually, it's like a lot of times you, you, these are your childbearing years. Like guys, we can do it in our seventies, unfortunately, but women, hey, there's there's times that society says you have to do it. And it's like, hey, I want to have the energy to do this. And I'd rather focus my energy on something that I find fun versus working 16 hours a day. Right. On a uh, show where where fanboys are going to complain that I'm wearing pants as opposed to yeah, having so a skirt. I love, so why not enjoy it? Enjoy. I mean, I don't know if the CW people were making like a million dollars an episode, but if you may come out of what is that like a season you make like say six million dollars a year? I mean, a year you made 36 million dollars on a show. I'm thinking you're not hurting at all. You're like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I, I understand this. I made my money. I'm good. And then I can go back to making movies when I'm actually feeling refreshed and ready to go. Hmm. Now it's interesting because uh, Stephen Amell has been away now from Arrow for a decent amount of time. And I guess COVID's kind of interrupting what would be the normal 
hey, this is what he's doing now. But I'm curious his trajectory after Arrow, like in terms of if he becomes like a star or just doing another TV show or if he starts making that move to movies and it's like, oh, man, remember when he was Arrow? Now he's doing this. Did you did you see the movie with him and uh, Rob Amell on Netflix? No, but that was, was, what, a couple years ago, right? No, it was right after. It was released this year. Yeah. It was like in, like uh like Memorial Day kind of. But yeah, it wasn't okay. so, I know he's doing a wrestling show and Cody Rhodes is going to be on there too. So, we'll see what happens. Uh but yeah, it's interesting cuz it's like, man, they're the Arrowverse is changing up a bit on us. Oh, no, no, no. Remember, it's the CW-verse. CW-verse. And it's like they, they formed the Justice League just in time for every everybody to, to bow out and step away from the universe. So, Chief, we're never really going to see the Justice League in action on the Arrowverse. Yeah. I'm not hurt by that. Oh, no? Okay. I mean, I want to see Black Lightning interact with those guys some more. That was that's my one thing. All right, well, fellas, it's that magical time of the week. You got any nominees for Dummies of the Week? Jason, start with you. Oh gosh, man! All right, my Dummy of the Week is the Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos, we lost our starting quarterback for six, seven weeks, and you know we we were in a mark our our backup. I think he did what. Two interceptions, but we needed actually another guy on the roster. I heard there's like this kind of decent, you know, went to a Super Bowl, couple of NFC championships quarterback, man, or kind of run first offense, which, you know, Dick Vangio, you know, in his wisdom uh, wants to do. So in, instead of getting that quarterback, he decides to go with Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles is trash. You know, Blake Bortles won all of what? 12 games once in five years. Most of the time was hovering around that four win mark. <laughs> uh, yeah, we decided that's the way to go. We don't want to start controversy or we don't actually want to win football games. We just want to say we have a quarterback. And since we can't actually make any money on Super Bowl, uh, on ticket sales this year, why bother actually trying to put a winning product out there? So. My dummy of the week is the Denver Broncos for going hard for that top 10 draft pick. That's a fine choice. Chief, do you have any nominees? I'm not. I've always been an advocate for fairness. I'm petty, but I'm fair. And here's what I mean by that. Uh, so everybody here, you're Jason on Facebook. Jeff, you're on Facebook. We're all Facebook friends. Um, as you know, last week I had a birthday. So what I did for my birthday was I took screenshots of everyone who wished me happy birthday, right? So that when the little bubble pops up and tells me it's, it's somebody's birthday, if they didn't wish me happy birthday, I, I know I'm petty. <laughs> and I hear the Are you calling that petty? I, I think that's just what you should do. Come on. I'm like, if they didn't wish me happy birthday, then I'm damn sure not going to wish them happy birthday when it comes to their birthday. You know what I mean? Because I have 
almost 400 people that I, you know, that I'm friends with, and my people, the 400 people that uh, I'm friends with, are 400 people that I know. You know what I mean? Um, it's not, you know, some Rudy Poop from India, so on and so forth. Um, these people I know. It's not, you know, these spam joints that be hitting me up. So I see you posting. So I know you're on this joint because I see other posts from you. So if I didn't get a happy birthday wish, I look and I'm like, mm, I'm not wishing this bad for a happy birthday. And so you will not get a happy birthday from me if you did not post. And I feel, and I just feel that's fair. And, and, and so that's what I'm saying. I'm petty, but I'm fair. And I just wish that people who, I wish that it was just like that in, 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 you know, out here in the world. Like, yeah, you can be petty as long as you're fair. My nominee for Dummy of the Week is my man, the one and only director of Avatar, James Cameron. He is happily announcing that part two is completed and Avatar part three is 90% done. And to which I and the rest of the collective world go. <sighs> so let's see what happens after he deals with a superhero world where there's so the game has been stepped up and he's still working around with little blue people and yeah. avatars. He's gonna have three D blue people that no one sees. Nice. Yeah, in theaters that no one will go to. Yep. All right, well fellas. Thank you, as always, for rolling with me. Thank y'all out there for listening. This episode allows movie files. Has been filed.